The Sound of Revival with Linger by Gateway on Victory 91.5. That is a great song right there. Don't you agree? You know, that's a guy by the name of Tim Shepard. I saw him really? in 1980 at a Jesus Festival way 30 years ago. That's how long wow. ago. Now, he is actually one of the the pastors, the trainings at uh, Gateway for raising up these mighty men of God. He's from the Jesus movement. But, uh, wow. yeah, neat guy. Kudos to him for sticking at it for this long, huh? <laughs> no, long time. <laughs> Still same voice, too. That's awesome. Well, we're here with Ray. We're talking all about Passover today. And during this break, we're going to talk about the meal itself. So what exactly are we required to have to be considered a Passover meal? Yeah, because, you know, if you, it was really worth it to go to a Passover Seder. We had a great one last year at uh, War Hill over on the east side. And we had planned on having a great one t- uh, this tonight at the uh, central campus. But, of course, with the quarantine and all, we had to cancel that. But uh, I highly recommend that when they're able to have them, we hopefully will give you an opportunity. But there's places like uh, Beth Hillel in Roswell, a great Messianic congregation. We're dear friends. And they have a very full meal. And you have a cantor that's singing. And they actually produce all the pronounce the Hebrew correctly, which is also a wonderful quality. But you're getting this wonderful perspective that you won't get otherwise. And so I highly encourage you first to begin, download the the instructions and all that I put on our website. Have a Seder tonight and find the elements the best that you can. Celebrate Jesus in your home. This Passover, the most, pa- most important Passover, I think, in one of the most in history. So this one is a great opportunity to take that step. Uh, it's not complicated. You don't have to make it complicated. There's a lot of elements that have been added as traditions, but Here's the basics, what God says you have to do. There's five things that are important about the meal, and the meal is Jesus. Remember, all of these point to Jesus, not what happened in Egypt. That was just the beginning. That was the deliverance. But the same date, 1,500 years later, Jesus comes as the Passover lamb, and he's crucified. So here's what God says. Then they shall eat the flesh of the lamb on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it, the lamb, raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall not let, you shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire, and thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, so you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. So that's the specific instructions from God from the original Passover. Now, lots of traditions and changes have been made through the years, but here's the whys of that. Why is it roasted in fire? Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaking, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. So the sacrifice has to be consumed. Now, Passover is the first time they ate a sacrifice where he begins to explain that we are the fire of God. We are flames of fire on the earth. So it's important that you get the connection of being the fire. There is no legalism or law or all these kind of things. These are old things that are point to things. But basically, you're eating lamb, and you as a Christian have become that fire. So you are the roasting of that lamb. Why is there no leaven? Again, bread without leaven means to live without pride and sin. 
1 Corinthians, Therefore purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, nor the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So the point of this is your relationship with Jesus. It's not a meal. It is the relationship with Jesus because we literally, he, he told us to taste and see that the Lord is good. So all of this is just a, a beautiful picture. We eat this meal to remind ourselves where we are with him. Why do you eat bitter herbs? Makes us recall the bitterness of slavery. Well, sin like the bitter herbs, tastes sweet at first, and then it becomes bitter. So those remind you of sin. Why must you eat all of the lamb? That's a big question. It's not about still being hungry, and it's not about gluttony either. You can't pick and choose the parts of Jesus you like and neglect the others. You can't come and go. It's not just your presence inside the house with blood on the door that keeps you safe, but the presence of the lamb inside of them. That's what kept them safe. The symbol of symbols is the lamb. Many just place a bone on the plate that says there's no temple to make a proper sacrifice. And that's a reminder of the Passover lamb. But I would say for, uh, for, for Christians especially, it's good to eat the lamb because you have that connection of Jesus and you don't need to make a sacrifice. He made it once for all. Why do you eat it clothed and ready to leave? Well, we live clothed in Christ and no longer see sin as our home. So we change residences. We can't let little sins creep into our lives and go unchecked because if we get distracted, we might find ourselves in the world, as in Egypt, while our people and God have left with our destiny. The Old Testament priests had an elaborate bathing process to become clean so they could serve. The law said the unclean had to stay separate from everyone else. Well, the priests, unfortunately, thought that the laws meant that they were better than others and too clean to touch the unclean and hurting people. That was a big, that was a big issue for them. But the washing was a shadow of the Messiah who would touch us to make us all clean. So during this Passover meal, the Bible says Jesus got up from the Passover meal, poured water into a basin, and began to wash his disciples' feet. I just cannot tell you how far that is removed from a Passover service. Peter protests for several reasons. Mostly, he's confused. Washing hands is very logical because Jesus was going to touch the food and serve it to them. You need clean hands. Literally, you need clean hands. But Jesus was showing that being clean or holy enables you to serve the unclean and hurting. Jesus was the meal. He was the water. He was what it was all about. God serving fallen man, rescuing, redeeming, becoming their Passover. Another symbol, very important, is salt. Salt preserves and it purifies. We are the salt. Jesus is the bread. Mark 9, for everyone will be seasoned with fire and every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. So salt and peace. So that's why we don't let things go on between us and have these issues. We need to be salty and salty means to be at peace. Colossians, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So again, that's peace. And peace isn't always just avoiding conflict, but it is standing in the word of God. So mm. there you go. That's the first edition of the meal. And I'm also reminded of that verse in Ephesians that says, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit Amen. through the bond of peace. And yes. that is something. And you said the sacrifices are seasoned with salt. So the yeah. sacrifice of Jesus, he is the God of peace, right? He is. And so that, that's another example and another symbolism of that is just he's 
He is peace. And we are seasoned with and that. There literally was a peace offering in the Old Testament. It was an egg of all things, mm. but it was a very important part of it. So yeah. all of these things come into play in our Christian life. That's really, really cool. Well, once again, we're talking all about Passover today. So stay tuned. We've got a lot more information for you. And if you're planning on having Passover with your family tonight, do you have somewhere where maybe they can have a resource sure, for that? Sure. Go to blog.victory.radio. Now there is the instruction booklet, the Haggadah or the Haggadah, however you want to look at that. It's just a little, you can print it out. It becomes like a little booklet for you, but it's just an instruction thing. You can do anything you want to. This just kind of gives you a guideline. You can adjust, tweak, add things, take things away. It's your Passover. It's your Seder. It's your encounter with Jesus. Make it unique, but that gives you at least a little framework. And there's also a virtual Seder. We actually did the whole Seder here a couple years ago during this morning show. And so if you want to watch that, that might help you. And by the time you, if you listen to all this as we get done by 12 o'clock, you'll have encountered the entire Passover Seder. Well, that is awesome. Make sure you check that out. Once again, that is at blog at victory.radio or blog.victory. Blog.victory.radio. Blog.victory.radio. And we're focusing on the family with our family minute right now as well. There's a expectation.